Hi friends, welcome to the Front Porch Life podcast. I'm Rachel and I'm so glad you have joined me. My hope is that the Front Porch would be a place for you to rest, connect with other women through our stories, and refocus your attention on Jesus. So grab your coffee and join me on the porch. everyone. Welcome back to the Front Porch Life podcast. I'm really excited that you are joining us again this week. Thank you all for the awesome um, comments and encouragement that you gave me with the introduction episode. I was excited to hear that you guys enjoyed it and that you were looking forward to future episodes as I know I am as well. And I'm just really thankful that you're on this journey with me. Thank you to those that joined on Instagram and shared with their friends that they could listen as well. And um, I would just encourage you to keep doing that. So hopefully we can all continue to connect with one another. Um, I'm going to be releasing episodes every Tuesday. So you can look forward to that each week. Some episodes will be solo episodes of just me talking about a topic. Some episodes I'll have a guest on and it'll just be listening in on our conversation. Um, we might have some couples on, uh, maybe a Q&A, lots of ideas. So keep sending those ideas my way and I'm excited to continue to share with you. So today I thought I would like to talk about marriage. Um, I know some of us that are listening are married, some want to be married, some have been married for one year, some have been married for 20 or 40. Um, It's amazing. I think marriage is an awesome thing um, that God created and I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, So I'm just going to share some of our personal stories and our journey in marriage and of it might be something that you can connect with or you might have had a different experience. Um, I just hope that it can be an encouragement to you and that maybe you can um, think of some new ideas to try in your marriage. So I am married to Mike and we've been married for four years now. Our anniversary was actually uh, June 16th. We got to celebrate that, got a little date night away from the babies. So that was fun to get out of the house and we have just had an awesome marriage so far. I, you know, had always heard marriage is so hard and, and it is certainly, there are hard things in marriage and there are definitely things that you have to work through, but truly we have just enjoyed being married so much and he's my best friend and we talk about everything. Um, he's out of town right now, so I'm really missing him, but truly like I just, know that God put us together for a reason. Um, We actually met in a bar, which we laugh about because our parents all met in church. (laughs) So they have this nice story of meeting in church and we met in a bar. But that's okay because we love Jesus and we love Jesus then and we love Jesus now and it's all good. (laughs) Um, We actually went to the same high school and grew up in the same town, which is only four square miles. So of course we did know of each other. Um, Mike was two years older than me, so we didn't really cross paths too much, but we knew of each other. We both knew um, each other's families. I actually knew Mike's younger brother pretty well because we did musicals together in high school. 
and he was best friends with my younger sister. So shout out to Colleen and Mike for calling um, the fact that Mike and I would get married one day. <laughs> um, and we said, now you guys can't get married because we did. But yeah, so we just kind of have this interesting story of growing up so close to each other, but just paths did not cross until after college. Um, so we met in February of 2016 um, and we went on our first date a week after we met. We really hit it off and honestly we both just knew by the second date that we you know we were meant to be together and he was my person and we just had an instant um, comfort with each other. Um, and familiarity, so it was um, it was a really special time in that early dating period. Um, so we dated for only about five months, and then we got engaged in July of that year. Uh, Mike surprised me. We went out to Washington State to see his brother and sister-in-law, and it was my first time meeting them, my first time going on vacation with the family, so I was certainly not expecting to get engaged, but we hiked up. Abercrombie Mountain. Um, I did not think I was going to get to the top. I was not in that great of shape. <laughs> I mean, I could walk, but not hike a mountain. <laughs> but we made it up to the top and Mike proposed and it was just awesome. Um, such a cool way to propose. He had his GoPros all set up. If you know Mike, you know he loves his technology. <laughs> so that was really great. Um, so we were engaged of July. Um, of 2016 and then we were married in June of 2017 so about a year long engagement uh, and we were definitely looking forward to getting married and getting to live together and just start our life together um, so we did um, move into an apartment after we got married and that's a time of adjustment I mean learning to live together for the first time um, just learning how to do those daily activities, um, keep the house clean together, <laughs> just all those things. And it was, you know, there were certainly times in that first year that were hard. Um, for instance, I learned that I was an extrovert. I always thought I was an introvert because I was more shy. Um, but I realized that I really need to be around people and I get my energy from people and I don't like to be by myself for that long. Um, and I'd always lived with, you know, three or four people at a time. So to only have one other person in the house and maybe they leave to go somewhere and I'm left alone, that was really hard for me. And Mike is an introvert and so he liked having time by himself and sometimes I would take that personally and think, gosh like why doesn't he want to do absolutely everything with me but um you know you figure it out and you learn each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses and how those pair together and it was it was a good first year um we also had a lot of changes during that time both of us started new jobs i started a new teaching job that was actually in the same district that mike was teaching in at the time um, so we did commute <laughs> to school together, which Mike uh, laughs about because it was a lot of togetherness, but it was good. Um, 
And then Mike started working part-time at our church as an assistant youth director. And so there's a lot of changes to work through together. And yeah, but they were really good. So that was kind of the beginning of our marriage. And as we went through some of those things of um, figuring out new jobs and buying our first house and you know learning how to compromise and learning how to deal with conflict i really think that us remembering god's faithfulness um, right from the beginning of our dating relationship just gave us something to hold on to um, we just knew that we were supposed to be together because it was so obvious from the very beginning. And I think sometimes when we encounter trials, whether it's in our marriage or in our profession or in other relationships, we can forget those wonderful moments. And so I think we have to hold on to those times of God's faithfulness because it helps remind us of what the future is and to remind us that he has a plan. So I wanted to share five tips that I feel like Mike and I have learned during these four years of marriage. Um, the first one is to work as a team. Now we can't take total credit for this because we really love um, the authors, Jeff and Alyssa Bethke. Um, we've read several of their books. They're amazing. And one of their ideas and one of their companies is called Family Teams. And I love the way they outline and the vision they give for you and your husband and your kids working as a team. And Mike and I say this a lot to each other. We just say we make a great team and it's so true. Um, I think when we view our marriage as a team, it helps us um, when we're making decisions. It helps us when we are trying to plan something because we're looking at it through the lens of what is going to be the best decision and what will help serve our marriage and our family unit as a team. So sometimes it's easy to think, oh, well, I want to go do this or he wants to go do this. But and that's OK, like you can make those decisions and you can have those times for sure. But really thinking of you as a unit and making decisions off of what will work best for your team. I think the other part of that is taking each other's sides. So when you get married, you're leaving your original family unit and you're making a new unit um, and so Mike and I try really hard to be on each other's side or be on each other's team so sometimes there's conflicts that come up with um, outside family members or with friends um, or siblings and Yes, sometimes we can look at each other's opinion and think, hmm, I don't think that's totally true or I don't think that's exactly the right way to think about it. But we always try to take each other's sides. And even if I don't totally agree, I'm going to support him. I'm going to have his back. And then maybe afterwards we'll talk about, hey, like I would think about that a little bit differently or give a little bit of coaching or feedback to how a situation was handled. And he will do that for me, vice versa. 
but we really try to just be on each other's sides and support each other. Number two is protect your marriage. This is something that Mike does a really good job of and I think it's very important. Um, for example, if we are in a group text, so if I'm texting someone, um, I will always, especially if it's a guy, like a husband um, and a wife that we're friends with, I will always include Mike in that text. So it might be me texting a friend and her husband and Mike, and we're all in that same text together. I think that just gives your marriage a protection um, or a boundary of he's never wondering what I'm saying to this other couple or um, who I'm texting because he's in that text message with me or vice versa. Um, another thing with that is we really try not to hang out with someone of the opposite sex on our own. Um, I just think there's nothing wrong with having friends of the opposite sex, but we just don't wanna put ourselves in a position where there could be a vulnerability or things shared that we're sharing with someone else and not our spouse. Um, so if I'm hanging out with a guy friend, Mike is gonna be with me. Or if he has a friend that's a girl, I'm gonna be there too. So that we just don't have any questions or any doubts or insecurities about that. Um, and it's not that we don't trust each other or that we don't trust the people that we're hanging out with, but it's just a way for there to be no concerns or no worries about how those interactions are going. Um, and I think another thing too, is we really try to talk highly of each other to our friends. I know that there are often times that women especially love to drink wine and complain about their husbands and all the things that their husbands don't do. Um, and there's certainly a time and a place for venting. You know, sometimes you call a friend and you say, I'm just gonna vent for a minute and then I'm gonna bring it back to a more positive tone. Um, but I think when you're constantly talking poorly about your spouse to other people, it just, um, it continues the negative thoughts. It continues the negative narrative. And I never want my friends to view my husband in a super negative way. Yes, we all have flaws, but I really want him, them to see him the way I do in a positive light and to see all the things that he does for me and for our family. Um, another thing, so number three, is pray together. I know this can sound super spiritual and um, pray together and <laughs> fast and read the scriptures and have an hour long prayer every morning, but realistically that's not going to happen um, every week or every day. Um, but one thing we do is we are very um, specific about praying at mealtimes. This wasn't always the case. It was super easy for us in the first year of marriage to just grab our food, sit on the couch and watch a TV show. Um, but especially as we had our girls, we wanted to model for them praying. And so every night at dinner, 
pray as a family. Um, my girls sing their little song at the end of the prayer. <laughs> but I think it's a great way for us to connect. And when you pray, you're bringing the things that you're really thinking about or the things you're really worried about to the forefront. Um, so that's praying at mealtimes. Also praying before bed. Now this doesn't happen every night either. Sometimes I go to bed before Mike or sometimes he goes to bed before me. And, and we don't pray together that night, but we really try if we're going to bed at the same time to pray together. Because again, that it's just a way of verbally processing with God, but also with your spouse of the things that you're worried about, the things that you're excited about or you're encouraged by. Um, and it's a communication tool between the two of you. Um, one memory that I have is when we were trying to get pregnant for the first time, Mike would pray every night for our baby and she wasn't even conceived yet. Um, but it was so sweet to hear him faithfully praying for a baby. Um, we didn't know if we were gonna have a baby. We didn't know if we'd be able to, but um, that was just helping to align our hearts with each other and align our hearts with God. And that was a really special moment. Um, so number three is pray together. If you haven't prayed together, give it a try. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. It could just be a quick prayer before dinner. It could be um, you pray with your kids at night, but do it together and see how that could open up your communication and your relationship. Okay, number four is have a hobby together. This was a hard one for us at first. So in our first year of marriage, our hobby kind of was going to the gym. Now Mike grew up <laughs> going to the gym because he played sports. So we would get to the gym, he would know what to do. He'd have his headphones in, he'd have his gym bag and he'd have his weights and his TRX cords and he knew exactly what to do. And uh, I would just go and walk on the treadmill because I had no idea what to do in a gym. I was a music girl, I was a theater girl. I liked to walk, I liked to dance. I did not know what to do at the gym. Now it was fun to go together. Um, and sometimes like we would work out somewhat together, but that wasn't a hobby that we both enjoyed. And honestly, I felt like more of a burden because he liked to do his thing and I was just along for the ride. Um, so that wasn't our hobby <laughs> together. But as we've grown in our marriage, we've found some things that we do enjoy to do together. Um, we've gotten into biking, especially during COVID. That was one of the things that we could do safely outside. Uh, we like to go hiking. We We'll go to some parks that are near our house and just do a short hike, or we've gone to Red River Gorge or Hocking Hills and done longer hikes, but we just love getting out in nature. And we have some of our best conversations when we're in God's creation and we're hiking together. And then our new one um, is we have this game called U-Dog and uh, Smokers showed us this um, game but it's a handmade game that you can buy on Etsy and it's kind of like grown-up sorry grown-up trouble but we love playing this game and we'll just go to local breweries and we'll play that the two of us or sometimes at night if we're 
just tired of watching TV, um, we'll play U-Dog together. So that's been a really fun way for us to just connect and have something that we enjoy that's easy for us to just be in each other's company. Okay, and my last tip is to put God first. This is number five. This can be hard. Um, you have your spouse, you have your kids, you have your job, you have your house that you're trying to maintain, you have your friends, and you have all of those things that you're trying to balance all at the same time. But we are always better, Mike and I, are always better in our marriage when our spiritual life is healthy. I can tell when I have not spent time with God because I'm more irritable, I'm more anxious, um, I'm not as motivated, I'm not as loving, and vice versa. I mean, I can we can tell that Mike and I can with about each other. Um, and this is something that we're really still working on and I think we'll always be working on. Um, but there are a couple things, tangible things that we've been doing that I think have been really helping. One is taking the time in the morning to read our Bibles. So I will set the coffee maker for it to go off at 6.15. We'll set our alarms and we both have to coax each other to get up. I mean, it's hard to get up when you've been up in the middle of the night with babies or you just want to sleep in, but it's so worth it. So we'll get up, we'll have our coffee, I'll usually do like some kind of Bible study or read downstairs on the couch. Uh, Mike will sometimes go upstairs in our little um, comfy area in our bedroom, um, but it's just a time for us to connect with God. And we are so much better um, as parents and as spouses to each other when we've spent that time with Him. Um, another thing we'll do is if we're on a road trip, we'll try to listen to a sermon together. If you're in the car for that long, you might as well listen to something, right? And then it gives us talking points and um, more intentional talking points of the things that we heard in the sermon or things that God stirred up in our hearts. And the last thing that I think is really cool we do together is we listen to worship songs. Um, even if it's just playing on Alexa in the kitchen while we're cooking or getting ready in the morning. It's just a really cool way to have God's spirit in our house um, through his songs. And it's a way for the two of us to worship together. So we're just doing our normal daily life things in the house, but we have that music on and it's something that we connect with, um, something that we enjoy together. So those are just some ideas. Um, some things that we've learned, not all of those may apply to you. Um, maybe you're not married yet and you're wanting to be married. Well, think about some of these things and start some of these things. I mean, praying together, having hobbies, putting God first. Those are things that you can do right now when you're not married to prepare you for marriage. Because honestly, it's 100% harder to start those once you're married than it is when you're on your own. Um, if you are married, I would say think of a couple of those things and try them out. You know, maybe it's finding a hobby that you guys can do together, or maybe it's um, both of you getting up 15 minutes earlier just to spend a quick um, 
moment reading the Bible or doing a devotional together. But I hope those are some encouraging ideas for you and that it could be something that you might want to try in your own marriage. Um, I'll put a post up on Instagram um, and I just hope that you might interact with that. If you, if any of these things stuck out to you as something that you want to try, comment and let us know what you're thinking about. Or if you have other things that you think are really important in marriage, let us know. So I just hope that you um, will take some of this into your own marriage and that it be encouraging to you. And please remember to share the podcast and give it um, a thumbs up on Instagram, share it in your stories. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on Tuesday.